Mm. Just, Are you, uh, you're not a morning person? No, no, absolutely not. I mean, I enjoy waking up for my coffee and contemplation time, C&C time. Um, but you need that for yourself. Like you, you're not ready to interact with the world. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I've, I've got to have that. I will go out of my way to get up an hour before I have to because I, I just can't roll out of bed and, oh, got to, you know, yeah. head off on yeah, the day. Yeah. I had an assistant, like my first assistant manager where I work. Um, He was like, it was like two different people in the morning. Like you just did not talk to him. He just hated life. He hated the world. Like you would just try, good morning, man. Uh, his name is Blaine. Good morning, Blaine. And he would just almost and not give you the death stare. Like, and then he knew that he was like mm-hmm. a different person. So he like, I definitely think he tried to kind of curb it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like, you're better off just not talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> and then by like maybe 11 o'clock, he was, he was a really funny guy and super friendly. It was just for whatever reason. Yeah. In the yeah. Was... All right. Would you consider yourself a morning guy? I know it's early there now. Yeah. Um, generally I, I, I struggle to wake up, but I, it's, it's never something that when I'm awake, I'm just in a bad mood necessarily, you know, Mm -hmm. unless I didn't sleep good or something like that. But I mean, even then I've never found myself to be one to like shut the world off, I guess, you know? Oh, okay. Okay. I, I guess I just tend to have a optimistic outlook or something. I don't, I don't know if that's the the way you would say that, but okay, okay. Well, that's good. At least, yeah. Um, I guess I I try to like I'm never. I wouldn't say I shut the world out. Like if I get to work or school and I'm still feeling really tired, but maybe if I didn't have that CNC time, perhaps I would be that way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good that you catch yourself. I, I um, you know, you and I have talked about it before, CNC time. Um, you, it's in, it's inspiring to hear that you do that, and I've, I've made an attempt to give myself that. But I guess, ironically, despite, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really know if I could call myself a morning person because I struggle to like wake up and give myself that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm normally rolling out of bed and like running late, like that is my general disposition. I love the idea of like getting up and just having time for myself to, you know, prepare for my day and meditate and pray. Yeah. But just having the, yeah. Um, but the, like, particularly when it's like cooler and you're just in the warm bed and it's, it's almost like there's nothing out there for you. You know, you just rather (laughs) stay, stay under the covers and let the world pass you by. It's funny, I was I was actually chatting with my older brother, Matt, about this as well. And he was telling me, because my nephews are um, old enough now where they, he says that he'll get up. He also adheres to the CNC time protocol, as it were. But he says... Where does CNC time come from, Caleb? It comes from, have you ever seen Stranger Things, Tim? I have. Yes, it comes from um, Hopper. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the show. I just thought you were saying like 
things that are strange because I was looking at you right now and I was just like, yeah, mm-hmm. nail yes, on the yes. head. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about the Netflix show. Okay. Yes. Proceed. Yes. Sorry. 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 Um, yes. Yeah, so I, we all, uh, we all have strange things about us. Yes. But yes, Hopper. Some of us are just stranger. Than <laughs> 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 yes. The, uh, anyways, the sheriff on stranger things, Hopper, um, he very akin to this. He walks in. Um, he's just put his cigarette out. Walks into the proverbial salt mine, and this older lady that works there is trying to interact with him and tell him, like you know, something about mornings and blah blah blah. And he said he just kind of pushes her aside and said, "Mornings are for coffee and contemplation." Because m- previously this protocol didn't have a name, but now. So you always adhered to CNC time. You just didn't know what to call it. Correct. Yes. Okay. I didn't have a name for this special morning ritual. But um, yeah. But yeah, as I was saying, Matt, um, he will often he does the same thing, and he says that my nephews will like he has to be very quiet because they will listen out for him and anything they hear to signify or to signal that he's up, he knows it's gone because they will shortly be traipsing down the stairs. (laughs) That's so odd. I feel like most kids would want to sleep in, but they're like ready to. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're, they are early risers. Um, just little energizer bunnies. Hmm. Really? Well, nice. Well, welcome all. Welcome one and all. Episode three. Uh, I was trying to think of a good Christmassy introduction. Mm. You can hear you can hear those sleigh bells now, right, Gable? Oh yes, yeah. he's on the roof, both here and there. Somehow, I'm just kidding. Magical, Christmas is still a couple weeks away. That is true. Do you, do you uh, <clears throat> have you ever sat on Santa's lap, Tim? <laughs> Uh, you know, that's a, that's a good question. Were you, uh, were you too big? Um, you, yeah, I really didn't like, I didn't become big, as it were, until high school. I was a very average sized child, I think. Mm-hmm. So, average in your size, your, you know, charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. But then, come high school, you really blew up as it were well both in size and recognition no, see it was it was actually like all of my focus went towards my physical size and then everything else dwindled i was oh, very right. okay. <laughs> okay so like a, <laughs> a pendulum of sorts yes exactly so i really had to make a very conscious effort to regain any sort of personality and confidence and what have you oh i see so do you feel when you put effort into you know your music skills or your speaking skills or what have you do you feel like your body is slowly shriveling do you feel like you're becoming smaller like ant-man wait say that again (laughs) (laughs) when you feel that you have shifted the pendulum the other way and you're Mm -hmm. putting all your efforts into music skills or um, cooking. Do you, do you enjoy cooking? 
I do enjoy cooking, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, your chimkin wings, any kind of skills. Okay. Okay. Do you feel that you're because you're putting all this effort into these skills that you're Oh, okay. Your size, your your habitus, your masculinity, as it were, in some circles is <laughs> No. Wow, that just took a weird turn. Um, <laughs> just edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I was referring to your muscle mass, Tim. PG-13. Okay, I'm not the only one who would think differently. <laughs> Oh, I'm just, we're going to move on. I'm not going to answer that question. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so welcome everybody to episode three of the ramble. My name is Caleb of season two of the ramble. Oh yes. Yes. Clarification season two, episode three, 23, Michael Jordan, space jam. Ironically, because season two opened up, if you'll recall, with the Space Jam. I don't know if it's a theme song, but you know, it's the one that's like. Yes, yes. I don't, I we're actually, not going to rehash it again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for the uh, the listener's sake. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure it was brutal. Anyways, what were you going to say? Oh, it might oh, I was going to say, by the way, as, as the secondary host here. Sorry. No, no, Tim, you co host, co host. 50-50. Give me 50 cents so I can get some M&M's. I was going to say that Morgan, I found out, has not seen Space Jam. That's a, that's a that's very shocking. That's a kind of a staple of our childhood as children of the 90s. I know. I was, so I was, shame on her. <clears throat> well, not shame, but... No, I, shame. <laughs> I made a point that we now have to watch it. Um, but she... And I can't say anything because she was excited that Ghostbusters was on Netflix here. And the original Ghostbusters. Yeah, I think so, but I've never seen it. Nor have I. But I didn't know oh, it's on Netflix over there. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I feel like that would have popped up. Well, yeah, you'll have to watch that yourself and then share with her the joy that is Space Jam. Are you interested in seeing the new Space Jam with LeBron? I will I will watch it um just for completion. I did watch a trailer and I appreciate that it was it's not like they just tried to redo what was already done mm-hmm. in some ways. But I do worry it's just not going to be the same. Yeah, you know, I heard um one of the critiques I heard was that it doesn't have the theme song from the original Space Jam, which is I mean, it's, you know, welcome to the Space Jam. Mm-hmm. That song. Dance to your dance. Yeah, and it it's like, how can you leave that out? But then I got to thinking, where do you draw the line? You know, because a lot of reboots, especially something like that, it's, it's, it's kind of playing off nostalgia, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. what makes that movie so exciting. But you don't want it to be a rehash of the original to some extent. But then there are some aspects like the theme song, right? That just feel like you can't have a Space Jam movie without the Space Jam theme song. Yeah, yeah. Although I think when I was listening to the trailer, I heard hints of it, um, but it was very much like a remix kind of... Okay, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, but that's that's just watching a one-minute trailer. Um, obviously, mm. I haven't seen the whole thing. No. But yeah, it should be interesting. Are you going to watch it? I'm sure I will at some point. I'm 
I'm not a big LeBron fan. Mm-hmm. Hopefully LeBron's not listening to this right now, because if he is, he's probably going to cut it off. Chances are relatively slim, probably more slim than if Dak Shepard were listening to us right now, you think? Like, what statistically do you think it's more likely that Dak Shepard, shout out to Armchair Expert, or LeBron is listening to this podcast right now? Mm, I'd say, well, I don't know. LeBron doesn't strike me as a podcast kind of guy. I could be wrong. I don't want to. Well, I'm sure he's in the court most of the time, right? Just warming up, practicing. And... He's probably got his headphones in, but he's listening to music, you know? Surely. Yeah, yeah. just like that Beats commercial. He was listening to Imagine Dragons, I think. But yeah, he's probably not pumping himself up to you and I. Rambling man. <laughs> talking about, yeah, or just uh, random questions about penguins and... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the, uh, the Rambling Man song, our theme song, if you guys don't know, it is by the Almond Brothers. Uh, I was listening to it on the radio the other day, and it's so funny. It kicked on, and I was just like, oh, man, I'm jamming. But after about 10 or 15 seconds, I was waiting for the fade out, and I was uh-huh. waiting to hear uh, like our voices come on. And it took me probably you know, 25, 30 seconds to realize that's not going to happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've just heard that song on repeat so much through editing and listening mm-hmm. back. Yeah. It, it is funny how you you get used to hearing certain songs and little things like that, that you, when you hear it in a different way in it's original format, I guess you kind of get confused if it doesn't have that. Like I remember back in the day trying to have like a ringtone and I recorded it playing from my computer, uh, vanilla twilight by all city. Um, <laughs> and anyway, someone, I think my little brother had opened a door or something so it caught in that. So yeah, Jonah, thank you. So that was part of my ringtone. Um, and every time I heard it afterwards, I just it was weird not hearing that door slam. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, if you're listening, Molly, um, you'll be happy that I gave Al City a shout out. She loves Al City. This one's for you, Molly. This whole episode dedicated to you. Um. I don't know who Molly is. Is Molly, I'm sorry, Molly was Morgan's maid of honor. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was the best man. We we were there together. <laughs> <laughs> you were together. together. Yes. Okay. Well, we both gave speeches yeah. too. I remember that. You, you made is. me give a speech at your wedding. Well, I didn't make you, but like I didn't force you. How funny would that be if you were just, if you, uh, if your head and arms were in the things like, um, a guillotine? Is that what it is? Not, well, not you're a talking guillotine. About, you're talking about like the, where people can throw tomatoes at you. Yeah, like Quasimodo. <laughs> <laughs> There's a continuity right there. Um, it's not like you were in that. Oh. And... <laughs> I expect echo on that voice. <laughs> oh. Speaking of continuity, where has Lapidus been? Lapidus, come back to us. I know. He's, this is our this is our Lapidus reference right now. Yeah, he's he's sorting out the uh, the others. <laughs> the island. Um, yes, yes. Well, Caleb, real quick, how was your week? Tell me. It's been. You, have, you yeah. had a good change, right? Change in your uh, routine. 
Yes, yes. I started drinking more water, and I feel like it's just helped me stay more hydrated. Right. Um, get your two liters in, guys. But also another big thing that happened was I mentioned because of visa problems that my wife, Morgan, is only able to be here with me six months out of the year. Um, so she actually came back this past weekend on the big oh, metal bird. Well, that's, that's wonderful. Just in time for Christmas, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so magical. We're, we're laughing because we this is pre-recorded. It is actually September here. But we're going to proceed as if it were December. So just bear with us. Yes. But yes, that's so exciting. Um, so you guys, oh, I guess it's been a little over, a week and a day now, right? That y'all yep. reunited. Yep, so seven plus one, carry the three. <clears throat> Eight days. Carry the three? <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things, like someone's trying to explain, like, oh, it's my cousin, and they just have filler, like, twice removed oh, and all that. No. It's true, Tim. It's, it's true. simple math. It's seven plus one. There's no three. You sipping on coffee? Mm, yes. Charleston. Charleston. Charleston coffee. You, you went all the way to Charleston. All the way to Charleston this morning. Actually, the coffee went all the way from Charleston to my local Ingles. Mm. Yes, yes. That's our go-to coffee. <laughs> well, before we jump into story time, pick up where we left off, I think if you're ready for it, Caleb, it's time for a little segment we like to call Question of the Day. Hey, man, what's your question? <laughs> um, all right, so I had one question of the day planned. But because it is allegedly Christmas time uh, for our listeners, we are just days away now. I thought we would do a little bit of uh, a Christmas theme question of the day. What do you think about that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Now, this is not going to be in classic would-you-rather format. Uh, I'm not per se going to be providing you with a scenario or two. Um, This is actually just, a. I guess we can call it, kind of a question roulette as it were this is a way for the listeners to get to know you now of course in classic the ramble format uh we are telling our story right so in one way our listeners are already getting to know the both of us through the history of our friendship and the stories that we have to tell there but this is more about you just in general Okay, okay. Some questions about your Christmas practices, basically. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm going to ask you, it, I'm, we're just going to kind of play it out here. I'm going to ask you about five or so questions, Ooh. but I'm going to ask them to you twice. Um, the first round, this is more when you were a child, answer these questions based on, you know, your experiences then, and then I'll re-ask the questions more or less kind of based on how you do the things now or how you intend to do them as you begin to establish your family and traditions and such, if that makes any sense. I like it. It's interesting because we've recently ascertained a lot of our home videos um, 
that again we thought were lost to the sands of time and a lot of them are christmas so i'm getting right. to oh, perfect. Yeah. excellent yep. time for a uh, fresh fresh take yeah, yeah. Well, all right well let's begin with christmas music i think that's a hot button issue quite often i myself am guilty of many would say listening to christmas music too early okay but growing up were you a big christmas music fan if so when did you start listening to it Ooh, that's a good question well i think well i guess as a child in a lot of ways you know cause especially back in the 90s it's not like i had a cell phone or certainly an an iPod yeah. or, you know, so a lot of the Christmas music was certainly kind of like in the timing of when it was played was left up to my parents or my grandparents, but I've always loved listening to Christmas music um, and just having it on in the background, making cookies or Santa. So I know a lot of times radio stations will like kick it on around or maybe like the day of Thanksgiving Mm-hmm. And you you appreciated that. I think a lot of people are just like, oh, it's not time, you know. Oh, yes, yes. I was very much welcoming the Christmas season. Okay. So fun. Loved it. Great. When do you, you when, or when did you, I should say, when did you think it was time to cut the Christmas music off? Was that like after Christmas Day, New Year's Day? You just kind of mm-hmm. let it ride out until... Because again, with the radio stations specifically, I feel like they generally play a couple of weeks into the new year. I'm not mistaken. I don't really listen to the radio anymore, but I vaguely remember that being the case. I guess, I guess kind of uh, probably aligned with that. Um, I'm definitely, I absolutely, I still listen to Christmas music through the, through the new year. Um, I just, I can't let it go. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to give it up. I don't want to take the decorations down. Um, so yeah, definitely. And it probably, I drag it out a bit longer than I should, but, or, you know, is there a should or shouldn't in this kind of thing? I don't know. Well, yeah, it's certainly preferential, I think. Um, again, I think for whatever reason, that is generally a hot button issue. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. I've just always loved Christmas music. But this isn't about me. This is about you, Caleb. Um... All right, Santa. Did you do the Santa thing as a child? Did you were you under the false pretenses? I mean, for all those listeners out there, Santa is real. He's not. <laughs> oh, how do I backtrack on this? Oh dear. Oh, I'll just edit this. <laughs> you have to. You have to. A disclaimer about uh, ahead of time. Yes. Yes. There well, may be <laughs> for this next question. <laughs> all right. Uh, I like it. Okay, but yeah, Santa. Did you did you all grow up believing in Santa? We did. Yes. Um, yeah, and I don't exactly remember when I realized um, or came to the conclusion based on what everyone else in the world believes to be the case that he's not real. Um, I don't remember when I came to that conclusion, but certainly as a child growing up, would leave milk and cookies out and just thought it was the grandest thing and he took one bite and one sip of the milk um and then I was always wondering like why did he not finish was the cookie not good enough was the milk soured 
Well, you have to think he's traveling to millions of homes. I mean, he can't eat all the cookies at every house. He would. I mean, he's already a, you know, plump fella, but mm-hmm. he would he would drag the sleigh uh, the sleigh down. That is true. That is true. Yeah, I, I think, think I. Yeah, I think that's what my dad explained it to me as. Um, but initially, I remember having that thought. In fact, he's already eating more than he needs to, and he knows that. But out of the generosity and love within his heart, his jolly old heart, he's giving everyone the benefit of a doubt. He's gonna he's gonna eat at least one bite from everyone's cookies, mm-hmm. I mean, and again, millions of cookies. So that's already. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Th- do you think Santa just avoids eating year round and just? <laughs> I mean, and he stays as large as he does because of the cookies from that one night. Oh, kind of like uh, like squirrels storing up their, their no, acorns. Well, just, no, or maybe he stores them up in his cheeks. <laughs> I was just thinking that like, he just takes a bite out of one cookie for every house just on Christmas Eve, and that sustains him throughout the year. And maybe he goes into hibernation. Um. Maybe some, maybe that is some water squirrels. I don't know. Um, and he just has the elves just kind of do their thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, to just to do his bidding. Yeah, he's like in a food coma all year, <laughs> like the beginning of December, and then you know he wakes up and makes sure the elves are on par. And right, yeah. Miss Miss Claus must just be like lonely, bore, lonely and boy, and just well, frustrated. She's probably busy. Maybe he hands off the uh, the production tasks to her. The majority of the year, you know, which, yeah. you know, that said, that kind of le- probably leaves a bad taste in her mouth because he gets all the glory. That's true. And she's maybe we, maybe we shouldn't like Santa. He's just eating all these cookies, going into food comas, making her do all the work, her and the elves. That is true. And he really wow. just he has to work one night, one night a year. I take that. And he leaves her and he leaves her. Yeah, that's a crazy thing <laughs> on wait. the most magical night of the year. And he's like, see you, honey. <laughs> What a turd. Oh, man. man. Mm. Oh, man. Okay. Sorry, that was a, that was a tangent, tangent. All right, Christmas trees. Did you grow up with real or fake ones? Well, in general preference. Mm. Sorry, yeah. So, yeah, um, initially, the first few years of my life, um, or at least, you know, from the point I was self-aware, um, <laughs> remember Matt telling Jonah one time, he's like, Jonah, you're not even self-aware yet. And Jonah said, <laughs> self-aware of what? <laughs> uh, sorry, that's just always a funny. Anyways. How um, old was Jonah when that happened? Um, I, He had to be five or six, I suspect. Um, maybe you could ask him next time you see him if he's okay. behind on paperwork, if he was self-aware. Okay. Anyways, um, I'm just always dogging on Jonah. But yes, uh, for the first few years of life that I remember, we did have real Christmas trees um, because I remember we would saw off part of the the wood and put it in a bowl, and then that would permeate our room with just this oh, nice little smell. Um, okay, it was quite delightful. Get up and smell this Christmas tree. How about you? This isn't about me, Ken. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just so curious. <laughs> I, I, generally speaking, I had uh, fake trees. I think I don't remember my family ever doing real trees. I 
think the only time I've ever had a real tree was when I was married once. I mean, I'm still married, but it was one of our first, <laughs> one of our first uh, Christmases together. But we have since moved to fake safety precautions and whatnot, mm-hmm. and also ease of storing it in a box. Anyways, um, when does the Christmas tree come down, Caleb? Or when did it come down? Again, this is in the past. Childhood traditions. Did y'all mm. leave it up through the new year, similar to Christmas music, or I believe so. Yeah, yeah, we would. Yeah, usually through the new year, and then it's time to come down. Um, did we didn't throw it down like Wallaby did, but we. <laughs> that was another story. Um, anyways, we didn't throw it. He down. he kicked it down. If I'm not mistaken, correct? He kicked it. it like Spartan. I, I feel like he did. Wallaby again, friend from high school. Well, it was a, an acquaintance, an acquaintance from high school. We we really didn't reference him in our high school days because of his acquaintanceship, lacking a friendship. But yes, there was one chapel in high school where he just it was a Christmas chapel. Uh, maybe he threw it down. I don't know. He was very aggressive with the Christmas tree for seemingly no reason. I don't. Maybe there was a point. I don't know. Yeah, and you just have to think that whoever set that Christmas tree up, like they were. All those decorations, they're like, oh, God, it's gone. <laughs> All that work. You know, I, I mean, he and I could have maybe been really good friends, but he insulted the Christmas tree. That's a, that's a threshold you just don't That's, that's too much me. for you, isn't it? Yeah. Anyways, continue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Let me continue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. What uh, Growing up, what were your... Christmas Eve traditions, if you had any. Usually we would go to, so the way we did it was my paternal grandparents, we would go to their house or we would gather at like my aunt and uncle's house or someone like that side of the family. We would gather on Christmas Eve and open our presents, have a nice dinner, and sometimes we would get to open one of our Christmas presents early. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. Fun. We had a similar kind of thing. Okay. The gathering and also getting to open one gift. Okay. Um, growing up, ugly sweaters. Was that a thing? Did you love them? Did you hate them? Uh, I don't think that was... Specifically ugly Christmas sweaters. Mm-hmm. No, no. Uh, no, that was not a thing. Um, that was actually not a thing until we moved here um i mentioned in one of the episodes of us having matching christmas sweaters jumpers um Mm -hmm. but that's very much a very popular thing here and people do that throughout the christmas season yeah okay you know i think it's i don't remember it really being all that popular growing up either here but it's become more and more of a thing here Mm -hmm. it's a christmas sweater tradition yeah. Dave Barnes does some fantastic little Christmas videos. Um, oh, man. Yes. Just the ugliest. Just absolutely. And if you guys don't know who Dave Barnes is, he's a musician, but he is also, I would even argue, better. I mean, he he's a phenomenal singer, really, really cool voice. Um, but even better than music, he is good at comedy, his humor out of this world he always has these little videos to promote his music just amazing mm-hmm. shout out to you hunter one of our future roommates um in the story at least 
past roommate in real life, but uh, he just adored Dave Barnes. He's the one who got me hooked on the Dave Barnes videos. Uh, yeah. So if you're yeah. listening, Hunter, this one's for you. For you and Molly. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave. Um, and Dave. Oh, for sure. Dave. And Dax. Dave, and if LeBron. you're listening, we've <laughs> so many shout outs. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, anyways, let's move into the current and or future Christmas traditions. You're still a fan of Christmas music, I take it? Absolutely. Now that you have more control and more access, when do you begin listening to Christmas music? Well, every now and again, I'll just really get the hankering for some Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Okay. Um, particularly that, uh, the, well, what is the name of it? The... Christmas Eve, Sarah Hobo, that you know, a very like, dun, 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 dun. oh yes, yes. Um, their their little version of that. Um, I just get a, you know, the hankering to rock out to that in June. Okay. Um, but you know, beyond that, I typically, well, here is different because Thanksgiving is not a thing. But pressing. Yeah, I mean, we still celebrate just me, Morgan, and Chutney. Um, but usually back home, it would have been right after Thanksgiving, I think. Okay. Because I was always under the impression, you know, that saying about for every Christmas song that's played before Thanksgiving, an elf drowns a baby reindeer. And so I couldn't get this imagery of these poor baby reindeer just being submerged until the elf so against Christmas spirit how it is yeah it is uh, contrary to what you'd believe yeah interesting Mm -hmm. those must be the bad elves the uh, South South Pole Pole elves elves. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, so Jinx you old man Moldwai and Tim Moldwai Santa do you still believe in him um no, but I think it's the the spirit of Santa, not not the not the ghost or the a literal spirit, but just the what Santa represents. You know, just yeah, for sure. Be kind and giving and caring. I don't know if you've seen. Well, I feel like you have because I listened to you in a previous podcast you were involved in talking about Klaus. You seen the movie Klaus? Yeah, I started it. Uh, I never finished it. I couldn't get into it. I've heard phenomenal things about it, and I I really should give it another chance. I I, I don't remember enough about it to know why I didn't give it its oh. due. It, know, yeah, chance. It's it's you you should um if I'll try it again this year. Yeah, it's it's a tearjerker. It is. Okay. Not gonna lie, wasn't expecting it. I'll check it. it. It was uh, nominated for some some things, I believe. If it if not winning, some uh, right? Am I correct in that? You know, I th- I, I'm I'm not savvy with the different okay awards, but yeah, that's okay. Well, uh, we'll move on, anyways. Uh, Christmas tree, real or fake? Now, fake. But we are talking about a new Christmas tree protocol um, in a stepwise manner. Because we're trying to work Chutney up to having a real full-size Christmas tree. Um, so we're going to start off with a little baby tree this year. I'm not sure how or it, like how many 
or I can't speak today. Not sure if going to have ornaments, and if so, how many. And probably not going to have lights. Um, we don't want this to turn into a Christmas vacation kind of scene with <laughs> Chutney, of course. Yeah. Um, but that's the plan. But yes, right now, fake. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a bold. It's a bold move to uh, bring in the live tree with a cat, especially as young as Chutney, as ambitious as he is. Uh, Christmas Eve traditions now. Mm. Usually we will. Well, we have it in the past couple of years, but used to we would like drag the mattress or some sort of um, building a pallet. A, yeah, a pallet, sleeping bag, something fortress up in the fortress into the living room, and we would watch um, the Polar Express. That's become our new little. Oh, okay. That yeah. sounds fun. Y'all just stay there the night, and then when you wake up, you're right beside the Christmas tree, or y'all yeah, take yeah. It yeah, usually, yeah. And then okay. we, we usually have like mold wine or mold cider or some sort of festive drink that evening. Um, okay. Maybe the hot so chocolate. this is like wine and or cider with mold in it, correct? <laughs> <laughs> yes, just to uh, improve the microbiome. Okay. As it were. It's kind of like uh, kombucha. Oh, yes. I haven't had that in quite some time. Scoby, you like the Scoby? You like the idea no, I, of the Scoby? I, I hate kombucha. Um, okay, you so ugly sweaters. Just to top us off here. Do you still? I mean, do you enjoy them now? Sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. I, I already yeah. answered it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I thoroughly enjoy different kinds of ugly sweater. I think my, well, the Grumpy Sprout one that we all have that matches. It's quite adorable. Okay. But I've also got this really obnoxious one with a snowman on it, and the carrot, like his nose, is actually pointing out. Okay. And his scarf is actually like, like on the yeah, sweater as well. It's fun. Uh, okay, last question, and this is you know, transcends time, I suppose. Oh. Uh, but your favorite Christmas movie oh. of all time. We, we've hit on Jingle all the way. I know that's one of your favorites, but I don't know if it's number one. You've also mentioned Polar Express. You've mentioned Klaus now, but there's also some other really good ones. If we're thinking modern classics, just to throw out a few, we've got Home Alone. You've got uh, The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. You've got Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Which might be my favorite. Who oh, is it? Yeah, as of late, I think I grew up. Elf was my favorite on a mm-hmm. classic. Um, and I, I've just, I don't, maybe it's the people I've been surrounded with, like the, the people I work with, and one of our roommates in college, Chris, was a big uh, Grinch fan. And I, it's just a quote, very quotable movie. And I, I don't remember always revering it so much, but I watched it. Mm-hmm. I guess it was last year, kind of in conjunction with Elf. Really, yes. I think I like it better. That, that is interesting. There are so many things about that movie I, I just didn't pick up on. Um, like the whole swingers. Yeah, party. there's a lot of like <laughs> a, adult references, I think, which I don't know if it necessarily makes it my favorite, but it is funny. Like there's a lot of humor in there that just I think as a kid I didn't quite get that I can enjoy now. Yeah, yeah. Just so many random things. Um, yeah, but, but just the 
high salt the moment. Stork, the stork drops the baby off, and he's like, kind of looks like your boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and talking about um, like the little children like coming in their Pumbrasellas. Um, Chutney has a Pumbrasella. I don't know what that is. It's just like the little, like an umbrella with a basket. I'm sure you had to see it when Crosby came in, but um, anyways. And then, <laughs> but then there was also like, I didn't realize there was language in the film, like at the end when he's all happy and his heart's grown two sizes and he's like, the sun is shining and the snow is and Really? Yes. And I never picked up on that, Tim, um, until this last time. But I guess, I guess if I had to choose one, just timeless, nostalgic for me anyways, um, probably, probably Jingle All The Way. I think you. It's a good one. I think it's unfortunately not generally like in the, in the top tier movies by like the general population, but I don't know why. Cause I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And just Sinbad's character, especially just really makes that movie. Um, yes. <laughs> well, and Arnold too. I mean, you don't, you rarely see Arnold in a, I mean, most of the movies he's in is you know, action Terminator style movies. Right. Right. But to see him as a workaholic dad, you know, it's just a, funny spin you know yeah like yeah that. that is true yeah oh man but uh you didn't ask me what my favorite christmas ornament was tim i i think i already know the answer to that so. <laughs> what is it let's see how I, well I you know me yes it's the christmas pickle it is the christmas pickle the german tradition of the christmas pickle yeah, share share with the listeners what the tradition is, and then we'll move into story time. Yeah, so just very briefly, the tradition. We, me and Tim, um, stumbled, I think it was from the dollar store, if I remember correctly. But this ornament called the Christmas pickle, and then so we had that on our tree along with our Chewbacca topper. Um, not a star, not an angel, but Chewbacca. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, Which, well, to to preface uh, well when we'll get we'll get here in the story so I don't want to spoil too much but at some point Caleb and I became roommates in college I guess that is a bit of a spoiler because we haven't mentioned that you end up in Dahlonega but you will end up in Dahlonega we were roommates for three years you and I were the we were definitely the bringers of the Christmas spirit no one else really seemed to care (laughs) Um, yeah, well, people did try to get involved, but we'll talk about that fiasco. Yeah, um, but yes, but yes, we uh, we were the ones responsible for bringing the Christmas spirit to the house. So we provided the tree, the decorations. Yes, yes, um, but yeah, um, just to quickly um, tell the story of the Christmas pickle. Basically, you hide the Christmas pickle within the confines of the christmas tree branches and the child Imagine that f- the christmas pickle is green so it very much blends in with the tree yes yes absolutely unless it's so it's the not, tree is dying to find um yes. but anyways yes the child who locates the pickle and claims it for themselves first gets to open the first present yes so yes um but you have said that you will teach crosby the way sure christmas definitely. pickle Good, good. And what, so you, 
randomly, I want to say, started just like... <laughs> you, you, you started the Christmas pickle tradition within our shared living quarters. I don't know where it came from, but you just... <laughs> well, was it me? Was it you? Uh, one of us? We I, saw- I didn't bring the Christmas pickle into the house. Oh, but okay. somehow you you brought it brought it into play, and it became mm-hmm. you've you've since sent me pickles in the mail at Christmas time. <laughs> Liter- literal pickles. Um, wow, yeah. like you know the little ones in the bag at the gas station. No, I sent you. I sent you a pickle ornament. So you could carry on the tradition. Yes, of course. But Any, where did it come from? Yeah, well, whatever. We'll move. We'll move. Somewhere in we, Eastern Europe. I, yeah. I, we've got to, uh, well, I just meant how did it end up in our house. But we don't have time for that. We've got to move into a segment we like to call. Boom, ba, boom, ba. Uh, story time. It's time for story time. Real? <laughs> You're really All right, in there. Well, thank you guys so much for sticking with us um, through this jolly season. Uh, I know that you guys have busy plans. Maybe you're out right now driving, getting those last minute presents. Uh, well, it's not last minute. You still got a couple of weeks. But uh, we're going to jump into our story time here. Um, I don't know how. How do we want to do this, Caleb? So you and I are still. Once again, separated this year. Mm-hmm. Our stories don't quite coincide, with the exception of a couple of interactions. Um, right. I guess mm-hmm. I'll pick up. So, I'm in Dahlonega now, right? North Georgia University. Well, at the time, it was the it was North Georgia College and State University. Go Saints. Go Saints. Sickum. <laughs> our our mascot was the Saint Bernard, which I thought I loved. I thought it was so cool. Oh, we had a Saint yeah. Bernard that would get brought to the basketball games. Oh, that's so sweet. What was his yeah. name? Was wow. it Bernie? I don't know. Maybe. Feeling it's has since changed, obviously. Um, but feeling the burn. <laughs> that's <what> you're gonna <laughs> say. Um. So, anyways, I'm the I'm I'm in Dahlonega. Uh, I feel like this approach is just the way I'm sharing the story is just so different than what we've done. But I'm in Dahlonega with Adam as my roommate. He is dating Tori. At this point, Megan and I have broken up. But And, and Tori, Tori, just to recap, was the one that I almost went up. to homecoming with. Yes. And Straight then up ghosted you. Was, um, yes, but... Anyways, yes, um, yes, sorry, but she, but no, it's okay. Hey, I know you're still bitter, and it's okay. Yeah, you should be. That water but, was just so pricey. Continue, <laughs> but, she, but she, uh, she had since moved on. Was with Adam, Megan, and I both transferred to North Georgia, but then we broke up. But the four of us were still hanging out. We we're still friends. Um, if you know me at all, which I'm assuming if you listen to this podcast, you there's a fifty percent chance you know me. <laughs> Um, maybe not. Maybe there's some stranger from Oklahoma listening to this right now. Um, and if you did, shout out to you. Episode three of season one was was right up your alley. Um, if you haven't heard it, check it out. Um, anyways, I tend to be relatively reserved until I get to 
really feel my oats as it were, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I transferred to this bigger college, um, not really knowing a ton of people outside of my, this core four. Um, Oh, Oh, the core four, the core four. Um, I, I did have a couple, so Adam and I were roommates, but we were in us in the suites, um, style. Oh, the dormitory. Yeah. And so, uh, little Debbie chocolates. Um, so all kind, yeah. But anyways, we shared a, the sweet combo with another room. A couple of guys in that room, TJ and Moses were their names. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ became kind of a friend. Not the well, Moses ended up transferring out, but Moses was was fun too. Um, TJ, so Theodore Jehoshaphat, just to clarify. Yes, yes, yes. Um, good old TJ. Uh beautiful thing about this podcast is he is also one that I've since reconnected with. Oh, um, how exciting. But yes, yeah, so he more than Moses, um, cause Moses kind of had a friend group established, I think, but TJ, we kind of pulled into our friend group, but it was, it was really just us five for a little while. Um, so I slowly branched out. Uh, there was, um, a history class I took. I remember once that first semester at North Georgia, and I sat beside this one kid, just the biggest grin on his face. And uh, he said later, he told me that he thought I was really mean. So he made it his effort to just be extra friendly to me. And lo and behold, we became really good friends. His name is Hunter. I'd referenced him earlier in this episode. Um, but just by chance, we sat next to each other in this history class. Mm-hmm. We became study buddies. And through that, a uh, Lifelong friendship has blossomed. Um, so I slowly started accumulating friends, but I found it hard to like really establish myself that first semester. So mm-hmm. again, as I said, I stayed with the core four, core five. TJ was there with us a lot of time. Um, how about you going into your sophomore year? What was your friend group? Was Jimmy still there? Um, that is an excellent question. I don't think Jimmy was there. Um, anymore, or if he was, he was taking different classes than I. So I certainly didn't see him as much as I did my freshman year at Perimeter. Um, so I had to make other friends there at the college, um, just from my classes and what have you. Um, but actually, at this time, Morgan um, wasn't until our or her second semester, but she actually took some classes at perimeter as well. So, Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, know. That. Yeah. So oftentimes, um, we would be able to go to class together, um, or, you know, to the school. Sure. Yeah. Um, never had any actual classes together. I don't recall, but yeah, those were, and then, so yeah, just some friends in my different classes and things. Um, but no, no Jimmy, um, or Drew that I can recall. <laughs> you didn't see him out cleaning the windows while you're in there. No, no, and then your college algebra. No, and I never ran into Wallaby or Bucky again either. So, hmm. that, yeah, such is life. Say love. Um. <laughs> well, going back to the core four, the core five, what have you? Um. So I'm going to share an aspect of our story that I'm not super proud of. 
um, I've been, well, I call myself kind of a, you, well, you were a web weaver, Tim. You were <laughs> Spider-Man web weaver. Um, yes. You, you love the phrase. Oh, the webs you weave. <laughs> yes. Uh, I do weave webs. Um, well, all right. So just imagine Adam and I roommates, we've got all this history, the band, well, he, second semester of this sophomore year, decides he's going to join a fraternity. More power to him. Not my thing. Um, but he goes through the the whole rush process and what have you. Um, I could be wrong, but it seemed to me that he went through some changes in his personality and just didn't vibe well with with me i think he and i just kind of became very different from who we i mean both of us changed i think just as mm-hmm. as you do when you kind of get into college yeah um but he and i grew apart definitely um meanwhile he and tori i think began to start having some relationship issues um us being what was once the core four i had gotten to know tori really well of course megan and i had broken up so i did my best to keep distance for the most part. Distance um, is safety. Distance is safety. But at some point, I remember, and again, I mean, this is just how it happened. I, you know, I, I know that it paints me in a bad light, but well, Tori and I were talking, and she had kind of expressed some, just a lot of frustrations with her relationship. And I, I told her that the, the best thing I think for her was to just break up with Adam. Um, and I, and I think she and I both shared some frustrations with him and the the path he was taking. And, you know, I'm not to say that that the path he took was the wrong one by any means, but Mm -hmm. at the time I probably would have said that. So anyways, all that to say, they proceed to in their relationship and Adam and I had gotten into kind of a dispute and he accused me of convincing her because I was interested in her, which at the time was most certainly not the case. Um, uh-huh. I was just looking out for her as a friend, but as it goes, as I didn't have a lot of, you know, a solid friend group, and you know, I, she was more or less one of my best friends at that time. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, feelings did develop, and she and I did begin dating. <laughs> um. Now, of course, okay. the only other two people, as it were, in the core four were my ex and her ex. Wow. So as you can imagine, we had to keep this under wraps. So this was not even a love triangle as such. It was almost like oh, a love parallelogram. This was... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It was a complex tapestry, as you like to say. Yes, yes. Definitely many webs were being weaved, <laughs> woven. Um, the only other person in the core four was TJ, who I think did know about this, um, very good friend just to kind of keep it under wraps. Um, oh, so he was like the, the confidant. He was, was he kind of like going betwixt all the individuals to some kind of, I don't strategic. Well, you know, TJ, he was very quiet fellow. Quiet quiet ones you have to watch, Tim. That's true, TJ. That's what they say. Watching. Um. So, do I want to get into the 
the hiking story, Caleb? Yes, I love hikes. I think absolutely you should tell oh, us hiking story. Okay. Um, so again, this is this is just I'm just painting the picture. I'm not proud of this, but I just want I just want to be transparent here. Um it will and let me preface with this. Adam, if you're listening, I just want you to know that I am not proud. I apologize. I don't as a as a as a friend, as a, a gentleman, I, I I think I did you wrong by you know, pursuing this relationship without discussing things with you. Um, so I just want you to know that I, I do apologize. Cause I, I think I, I don't even remember when it was made public that we were together, but I don't think Adam knew for the remainder of the time that we were roommates. I did my best to keep that a secret from him. So I, oh, I do wow. feel a bit okay. guilty for lying to him about that. But anyways, at this point in time, he, he had, I guess he had already joined his fraternity. So he had kind of established. And, you know, at this point, he and I had had a falling out. Mm-hmm. He was no longer with Tori. So there was really no sense in him being in this core four alliance, as it were. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sounds like Survivor. Like, seriously. <laughs> I'm a, well, yeah, I'm a big Survivor fan. Well, he had joined a new alliance. Uh, no, so so at this point, it was me, TJ, Megan and Tori as this friend group while Tori and I had this secret relationship. And there was one spring afternoon where <laughs> Megan had this idea. <laughs> what? This one just it sounds like something out of a storybook. This one fine spring afternoon. So it was this, yeah, well, the weather had finally warmed up. So we decided we were going to go hiking. There's a lot of nice hiking trails in Delonica. Mm-hmm. And so Megan was like, let's go hiking. So we all made the trek back to our dormitory, the suites. And, um, oh, this is so embarrassing, Caleb. I hate my life right now. Um, (laughs) so it's okay. Megan and Tori lived in the same building as Adam and I did. They lived on the top floor. We were on the bottom. Mm -hmm. We all decided we were going to congregate. I think, I guess out right outside. And we were all going to hop in the same car and drive to this trail to hike. Well, Again, Tori and I had the secret relationship, so she and I had texted. And I basically made my way up to the top of the stairs of this building, waiting for her. Mm-hmm. Well, she came out, and you know, as you do when you're in a relationship, I, I kind of gave her a little smooch. And it, it could uh-huh. not have been worse timing because as as I'm, you know, giving her that kiss, the door swings open, and who but Megan comes through the door, you know. And at this point, Megan and Tori are really good friends, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, she is brokenhearted, obviously. And I just started laughing. I didn't know what else to do. Obviously, like Tori felt nervous terrible. laughter. Oh, yes. Like- yes. But also, I like I didn't have any skin in the game at this point. Like Megan and I had broken up. It's not my responsibility to, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like whereas like I should have told Adam, Tori probably should have told Megan, yes. But that was kind right. of their thing. And I, you know, I just, I didn't have any skin in the game. So, mm-hmm. um, but needless to say, that caused a rift in the core four. Oh, um, I can imagine. <laughs> my goodness. So that was more or less the end of Megan's relationship with either of us. Um, so then it was just down to me and Tori and TJ. Um, wow. This is just <laughs> getting whittled, you know, yes. bit by bit. So, um, so then it was just the three of us, really. So the rest of that year, 
Um, it was de- very, very different, obviously, and I didn't know really what the future held. But mm-hmm. as, as the three of us, Tori and TJ and myself, there is one funny story that I'd like to share. And um, I think I've told you this story, Kayla. But okay, so there is... Well, I know I've told you this story because you and I have been here as well. But there's this legend, this haunting, uh, similar to covered bridge the story from our high school days Beelzebub mask yes yes the Beelzebub mask um so there's a place in a, a town not far from Dahlonega um a city whereby okay so it's called Booger Hill weird Ooh. name I know but basically you can take your car down this certain road but you have to moving in a certain direction you put your car in neutral at the top of the hill. Mm-hmm. This is a very dangerous thing. I don't know why we did this because somebody could have come around and plowed into us. But you put the car in neutral at the top of the hill. You coast down the hill. Your car passes by in between these two like big oak trees, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then your car comes to a stop. And then it will be rolled backwards up the hill. And allegedly, there are these ghosts that are like pushing the car. And you can sometimes see handprints i don't know blah 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 well anyways we had caught wind that there's this thing to do and so we decided we were gonna go check it out Mm. and um it was actually more than just me tori and tj tori's roommates were also involved with this trip um okay and one of their boyfriends and also some random girl that like lived in the area so she kind of knew the landscape how well, anyways, big was this conveyance it was a van a minivan so there was oh, okay, okay but there was, some of the seats were down and somehow tj and i ended up in the trunk of the minivan which actually plays an important role in this story because um so we so whosoever van this was i think it was one of the roommates of of tory mm-hmm. of torrance um Ooh, torrance. but we we meet this random girl we meet up with her who i say random i mean like we knew her, but she wasn't like solid friends with us. But mm-hmm. I think her and Tori knew each other. Well, she ends up in the driver's seat because she knows this area so well, right? Okay. Um, her name was Brandy, um, which is more or less irrelevant, but just so I'm not just saying he, he and she and they, and, you know, all that stuff. So we take a trip down to Booger Hill. We kick the car in neutral. We coast down the hill. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, the car stops and rolls backwards. <gasps> any um, handprints? Quite an interesting phenomenon. No, we didn't see any handprints. Um, TJ, very, very smart guy. He is under the impression that it was just, we're actually not moving uphill per se. Um, just has, had something to do with the curvature of the earth and the way the trees were grown. It just kind of gave oh. you the illusion. I don't know. But anyways. See the curvature. Yeah. I, you know, he's he was a chemistry major, I think, or something. Yeah, I don't I physics, physics, physics. He was a physics major, which makes more sense. Um, <laughs> but anyways, all that to say, the car moved backwards, or allegedly, was pretty fascinating. And then we're like, whoa, let's try this again. So we kind of scoot down the road, mm-hmm. and we make an attempt to turn around, okay? Yep. Bear with me, Caleb. We, <sighs> we <laughs> turn right into this, like, little state park. Now... State Park is closed. This is probably 11 o'clock, maybe midnight. Uh-huh. Well, there's a car parked in like the space. I mean, maybe there was like 
15 yards between the entrance and or like but between the road and the entrance of the state park and there was a gate closed right but there was a car that was parked right up against the gate the lights were on in the car or like the headlights were on at least and it was clearly running mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we turn around and we i remember us kind of referencing that it was strange that there was a car just kind of sitting there at this time and i we we kind of joked maybe they're doing the same thing that we are they're kind of yeah. doing the booger hill thing mm-hmm. So we go back to the hill, coast down, car starts to get moving backwards again. We're like, oh, this is crazy. Let's try it one more time because it's just so fascinating, mm-hmm. right? So at this point, we excuse me, we turn right back into the uh, state park. And at this point, there is a, a gathering of, of individuals um, standing outside of the car. Uh, and there had to have been at least 10 people, which is interesting because the car was like a five seater. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know where these other people came from. I I do remember that they were all dressed in black and they were all standing in a circle. Okay. And our, as the, as the van is turning right into this parking lot, the headlights just shine on this group of people and they all turn and just stare at us. I've got goosebumps. Oh my goodness. It was quite a sight to behold. Um, Now, had I been driving and I see, and I see this, you know, taunting group of people. I, I definitely would have just kind of moved back into the road and just continued on. But mm-hmm. Brandy was driving and for some reason she, I mean, in her mind we had to turn around. So she begins to make this like 12 point turn. 12 points. And, oh, it was, <laughs> I mean, it, we were not moving anywhere fast. Uh-huh. In the meantime, this group of people started moving towards us. Didn't you say that one of them held up like a finger. Oh, that's right. The one closest to us. So like, imagine they're in a circle. So there's one individual who's like closest to us. Mm-hmm. When they turn, when they all turned, he was like essentially in the front of this like V shape almost. Right. Um, well, he like held his hand up, finger pointing upwards. Mm. And they all began to like move past him. So he stayed there and they all are moving towards us. Um, and I mean, so my impression at this point is that this is like some sort of cult that's coming to get us. I don't, I don't really know what to make of all this, but that's like my first thought. Well, meanwhile, Brandy's making the seven point turn and they're just descending on us at this point. We're not going anywhere essentially. Uh-huh. And again, TJ and I are in the trunk of this minivan. Oh, right? so you've got like the front row of these people coming after you. Yes. Yes. Um, and TJ's, TJ and I are in the back seat or I mean in the, in the trunk. So we're not even like in a seat. We don't have any way to like guarantee that the trunk is locked because there's no handle on the inside. Right. Uh-huh. Well, finally, Brandy gets to a point where she's like facing in the direction that she wants to go, <laughs> which puts her backing the van up. And so TJ and I up against the, the glass basically of in the trunk of this van uh-huh. And I will never forget, I see a guy reaching his hand to open. And TJ and I are, I mean, literally scared for our lives. We're not buckled in. I mean, if these guys wanted to snatch us, they could. If they could just reach the handle. But fortunately, I mean, it was literally in the nick of time. Brandy got her clearing and she she gassed it. And we very well could have just by moments missed being sacrificed to Wow. A Wiccan. Maybe these were the Wiccans. I was going to say, this sounds so very bitter much. for me mocking their, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know anything about Wiccans. I, you know, maybe they don't, I don't know. Gather at these 
My goodness. Well, the way you're describing it, like, what, what would you say was the, the time lapse from, well, 17 point turn? I mean, <laughs> obviously, in the moment, it felt, you know, it felt a lot longer than it probably was. Uh-huh. I'm sure it was, you know, 10, 15 seconds. And I say a 12 point turn. It, I'm exaggerating a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was more like a five-point turn or something. It was a bit obnoxious. I mean, it wasn't like, like I said, I mean, she had the room when we first turned in to just like turn back left and continue on, which is what we should have done. Mm -hmm. But I mean, in her defense, she didn't know us. She may have thought very well that we just didn't care that we just wanted to continue to go back to, okay. Needless to say, we did not go back to the hill. Wow. That night, at least we did go back, Caleb, you and I. Yes, some yes. other folks went. Some other. Actually, I went back twice. Mm, you just couldn't get enough the, that first time. The legend is to see the handprints. You supposedly supposedly have to have like some sort of powder, like flour, on the hood of your car. Mm-hmm. And when you when you get pushed back up, you can look and see the handprints in the flour. Oh right. Um. So one of my attempts was to. It, either way, we didn't see the handprints, but that's neither here nor there. Um. Any. Wow. Going back to you, though, <laughs> um, any interesting stories from your sophomore year? Sorry, not to. I don't even know. Set how the to... bar nice and high. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to follow. I'm still trying to. Pro- I felt like I was there, Tim. Like I'm sweating profusely right now. Um, Got a towel? Dab your, yeah, dab your head. Dab, tissue, dab my brow. Um, yeah, the, the old hanky. Um, where is hanky? <laughs> Just. <Hi. laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I feel like I was going to ask something about just a follow-up question about that. So, yeah, do you think, what was the scene? Because I, you know, I can hear your inner dialogue, obviously, and kind of picture you and TJ's, um, just your emotions as this is happening. Because you guys, as you say, are front row seat to what's happening and this guy trying to open the back hatch, the back door. Um, but what was the scene and the rest of the car, the van, did people know what was going on? Were people screaming for Brandy to, you know, the one on the right? Oh, yes. We were all terrified and just like, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys in the van, so one of Tori, Tori's roommate's boyfriend, uh, he was like, so if you're familiar at all with the University of Georgia, uh, it has a what they call the Corps of Cadets, and and basically it's kind of part of the ROTC program, I guess. Um, and you can go through that, and you it, I guess, makes you, puts you like as an officer into the army if you wanted to kind of join the military post college or something like that. Don't really know how it all worked. I did not go through that program, but they, I guess, each year there's like one of the students is elected like the leader of the Corps of Cadets, what have you. He was that guy. So I mean, we probably would have been okay mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. hit the proverbial fan <laughs> um i think he i mean maybe i don't know i mean he's just one guy like i i don't know how to fight tj definitely didn't know how to fight so well, that would have we been know to, well that's true i've never seen him and backed into a corner but i've seen him i would have howling had, at the moon he did love his wolf shirt wednesdays didn't he, he did yeah. um <laughs> oh me um well, sorry to set the bar so high, Caleb. Um, but 
it is your sophomore year probably wasn't quite as uh, interesting, but you did have a couple of, well, I mean, you and I did reunite a couple of times. We did, yes. I specifically recall um, you messaging me saying that you had this opportunity to go to a Switchfoot concert. Um, I don't remember yeah. if I was your first draft pick or if I was the backup. Uh, you were my first <gasps> first draft, yes. Thank so you. you'll recall that my freshman year, when I was at Truett, chicken, chicken, go Bears. Chicken, chicken. Um, no, Bears, not chicken. Okay. Um, yes, that's okay. Uh, I was friends with the sisters, uh, Sarah and Mary. Well, they, being big into music themselves, had procured themselves somehow like four tickets to this concert to a band called Switchfoot. Um, and Caleb and I were avid fans of their music. Um, they were somewhat of an inspiration for the music that Yesterday Away produced, I would say. Classic. Yeah. Um, and they had reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we've got these tickets. We don't know who else to invite, so there's an extra ticket if you're interested in inviting a friend. And that's so me, that's, that's me. It. That's me. Guys. Yes, you were my first draft pick. Um, it, it, who knows? It very well could have been Adam had we not, <laughs> you know, had our issues. I don't know uh, because uh, at this point, again, I, not that you weren't a friend of mine by any means anymore, but, um, at this point, I kind of may or may not have assumed like our friendship was dwindling, as most friendships do, right? Like I'm not. Well, I mean, really, it was your chance to apologize for the whole Wiccan fiasco. Um, oh, yes, of course. And, but that's, what better way to do that than to meet at the that's site another. where it all happened, you know? Yes. That's exactly what it was, actually. Now that I say, now that you say that, <laughs> thinking back, that was actually my attempt to make up for my mm -hmm. misleadings. So, yes, um, I invited you. We all had to meet at the college, Truett, which was only down the road for me. Mm -hmm. We met and... We go to this alleged concert. Yes, and wasn't this in, was it North Carolina? Yeah, something like that. It was a bordering state of some sort. Yes. North Carolina, Tennessee. I know. In one of those, but... Um, I don't think that works. <laughs> Continue. Um, so yes, we went, we had this little uh, baby infant road trip up to one of the bordering states. And we were, I, I was expecting from my experience in concerts like uh, venues like the Masquerade and what have you, um, if you're familiar with it, in ATL, Hotlanta. But anyways, um, we get to this place, and turns out... This well, we we got there. We were like the first ones there. Oh, that's right. We were very early. Yes. And so we kind of wait outside the doors, and we're like, like we like, we think we're starting the line, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the anticipation is building and then yeah who what who what demographic what kind of people started to trickle in tim behind well, there was a people a lot younger than us um per, i mean i don't know for sure but i felt though looking as looking at them as if maybe we were being like okay the first group of people was a bunch of middle schoolers i was like okay cool some middle schoolers like Switchfoot, what's mm -hmm. what's wrong with that? Mm -hmm. But as the line began to grow, it was all middle schoolers. 
it was uh, it was an abundance of middle schoolers, and there was like some adults sprinkled in there. Clearly, they were chaperones, mm-hmm. or some sort of. Yeah, yeah. It was at this point we started to the suspicions were growing. You know, we started yes. to get a bit curious. Maybe we looked down at our wristband and were like, "Huh," you know, instead of the little quintessential such and such a show, it was like right some kind of I don't remember the exact name, but. Some kind of conference. conference. Yes. We get in there and it is very much like a youth group, youth ministry conference. There's a guy up there and, you know, he is just very much, you know, talking exactly, you know, just this high energy, very corny (laughs) lingo. (laughs) Playing like kind of uh, games and yes, yes, like carrying the egg on a spoon type games. Yes, <laughs> I think you won and, that one, didn't you, Tim? Like, oh, I did not. Ironic. Play. Oh, did you know? I, I want to know how these girls got <laughs> these tickets and because how they it, didn't know. Yes, like well, and uh, yes, as we're saying, if you're not picking up, I mean, it was very clear that this was some sort of youth conference that Switchfoot just happened to be playing at. Yes, yes. And we were, Tim and I were none the wiser. Um, no. Uh, well, they, none well, of us were. They but. weren't either, yeah. Um, and it ended up being that we basically had to sit through, there was a couple of other bands, some like no-name bands that played, mm-hmm. but like a band would play and then somebody would get up and give like a sermon. Yes, and, and this was an all-day kind of thing. Oh my goodness. Which is why we got there so early. <laughs> but I mean, it just, yes, it, we probably had to sit through like four hours of, bands and sermons before we actually got the switch foot um and it was so humiliating for me to just be sitting there amongst all these like little i mean these kids are like half our age at this point yeah yeah and then they had like um i specifically remember one of the they had like all these little you know those light up sticks that you can fashion glow sticks yes yes they, they glow that makes sense well you they had loads of those and people were decorating themselves and, you know, doing these little <laughs> games, as you say. And I don't remember, I think you dared me, like you fashioned one into some sort of a, um, <laughs> almost like a Frisbee. Um, yes. Yeah. And I think just to, because we were so out of our depth and we're like, you know, we may as well just join in on the fun yeah and we had to find a way to entertain ourselves yeah so you had to yeah and so you dared me if i remember correctly to launch this you know this disc this circular glow stick thing that you created into the crowd yes correct and well and and just imagine it (laughs) so everyone's got these glow sticks the lights are all but off Uh, there's like a few like dimmers out maybe on but Mm -hmm. Yes, for the most part, the the room is lit by these like little glow sticks. Yes, and you just fling one across the room, and we just watch it go. At you, I mean the the distance that you it was it put the trebuchet to shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it just it hit this poor middle aged <laughs> lady square in the face, and I just remember. <laughs> Like, it was so terrible. I felt so bad, but I couldn't help but, oh my goodness. Even just thinking back to this, this poor lady, Tim. She had to just be mortified. And like, Well, and she had no idea where it came from. So we just kind of watched. And of course, we awkwardly like hide behind these middle schoolers. Uh-huh. Just hope that she did not like look in the direction from whence it came. 
Um, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, and I'm just, and she's just, just <laughs> <laughs> poor chaperone. Uh, yeah. You know, she's already, I'm sure, just so annoyed that she's having to deal with these little middle schooling twerps and yeah is uh just it's just telling it was just such a unique experience um and of course switchfoot was the the last act as it were so we had to endure quite a bit and you know i'm thinking back i don't even think i really they didn't play long they played like three or four songs because again it was a conference it wasn't like a show Mm mm-hmm um, was not worth it by any means, by any stretch. And I think even the music that they did play at that point, we were all so exhausted, like physically, because it had been so such a long day, but also just like mentally, mentally drained, emotionally. Yeah. Um, what a weird, what a weird experience. Oh. But anyways, yeah. So we uh we made the trek back. Um, I remember we weren't driving; neither of us drove. Uh, to the concert, but the girl that was driving, one of the sisters, got pulled over. I do remember that. She <gasps> talked remember. her way out. Of, yeah. Really? Well, it was so late. I think you were asleep. But she <laughs> talked her way out of the ticket. <laughs> um, and then that was the last I ever saw of those sisters. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if they were embarrassed or if it was me that was just so mortified by the experience, but. Yeah. Yeah. We just, uh, we just parted ways and that was that. I did have to drive yeah. back to. Conyers that night. I, you did, yes. I remember nearly falling asleep on the way. It's quite, yeah. You did fall asleep, or are you nearly? Uh, nearly. Oh, okay. I remember um, pinching my earlobes. My dad taught me that trick. Hmm. Just like roll down the windows and pinch your earlobes, just. To, yes, I, I know the the window trick, but the earlobe that's it's news yeah, to me. Blair music. I'll try it next time. <laughs> well, um, I will say I. I don't think that I've ever really listened to Switchfoot much after that incident. I, I don't know if it's because of that incident is to blame, but mm-hmm. I kind of have a bad taste in my mouth for that. Oh, band. that's, yeah. Well, it's not their fault, but. Yeah. Well, maybe this will cause you to have a bit of introspection and reflection on the event, and maybe you'll you'll regain your affection for Switchfoot. Back to. I don't think so. That rehashing the story actually just makes me like cringe even more. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe if I sit on it for a few days. But yeah, so as such to say, um, Tim, Timothy, that this was not our last venture together, even though we were um, separated but not forgotten. That I and would you believe it or not, our old pal Jimmy <laughs> just keeps cropping up. We actually crawling back. Crawling out of the the depths, um, out of the RX-8. But we make a visit up to North Georgia, and that ends up being somewhat of a monumental moment that more or less directs the trajectory of the rest of my time at uni. Yes. Um, You know, and it's funny because I mentioned last episode that the Christmas reunion as it were was the last time the band got back together but yes you and jimmy trekked up and reunited with adam and i once more we didn't play any music but yes Yes. adam and i put our differences aside and the four of us came together for one last time which we'll get one last we'll get to that next week thank you guys so much for tuning in to 
today's episode. Yes, listening to all of our shenanigans, and I really hope that you don't judge um, Tim for his actions and with the um, love uh, parallelograms. Oh, please don't. I'm. <laughs> I recognize the error in my ways. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, I hope I'm saying that shape right. Again, geometry not my thing. But and you also don't judge me for hitting this poor middle-aged woman in the face nearly blinding her yes um so i hope that you can put those aside and that you enjoyed our stories today um and thank you so much for listening and caleb for our listeners if they wanted to talk to us tell us what they loved about our show or what they didn't where can they do that they can do that on so our email is podcast.theramble at gmail underscore the ramble podcast on instagram the ramble podcast on facebook and please be sure to check out our website for any christmas gifts absolutely the store is now open we do have sweet sweet ramble gear um if you're looking for that website you can find the link to that in our instagram bio is it up on our facebook bio as well it is yes yes all the tools for success at your disposal to look like true ramblers this Christmas season. That's right. And because it is the Christmas season, we will be taking off the next couple of weeks. Uh, we will be returning in January with more fun stories. But in the meantime, we wanted to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from both of us. And continue to, you know, don't worry about those baby reindeer continue to listen to that christmas oh, yes. music so yes and, and yeah so um we'll uh catch you later at the beginning of the year 2022 what up yep and i really hope that crosby enjoys his turbo man oh, i forgot to get it got me get the turbo man doll i got a turbo man for johnny months ago <laughs> it's nestled safely under our tree safely under go watch jingle all the way or don't whatever your favorite christmas movie is and thank you guys so much y'all have a great beautiful merry magical christmas and a happy new year i was gonna say a sexy christmas but (laughs) (laughs) wow this really has taken a turn (laughs) i was just gonna throw out a bunch of adjectives and for some reason that one came to my mind and it uh caused me to pause um Uh but or it caused you to pause and on that note we are out have a holly jolly christmas and when you walk down the street say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet oh the mistletoe hung where Somebody waits for